the importance and value of the UX process is really significant and it's probably best explained with a fictional example. So let's concentrate on just two areas of the UX process, uh, persona creation and situation analysis. And let's say in this example, the business is a baby products retailer. They sell in three key categories. There's consumables, so things like baby formula and nappies, necessities like bottles, strollers, sheets, day-to-day stuff, and then higher-end gifts, things like clothing and toys. So let's say their revenue is $20 million, and out of that 20, just 500K is gained online at their website, so that's 2.5%. Their business goal in this example is to increase online sales to $1.5 million in two years. So their current website is poorly designed. It doesn't have a strong e-commerce presence, um, has standard category pages and product pages, but nothing special. So typically what happens is that a CEO gets together with their marketing team and the sales team and they say, well, let's update the website and get a web designer in and give us a quote. We know already what the audience is. It's young mums who are time poor. They're at home with the baby and they need the convenience of online shopping to make their lives easier. No UX process, just go straight to the web designer. Let's get a good-looking website with a few cool upselling features and we'll be done. But let's take a step back and look at this from a UX perspective and see what sort of insights and value could come from going further down the rabbit hole. This is just a very quick, high-level example. It's not realistic in the sense of the detail, but it's high-level and gives an understanding of what we're talking about. So for the personas, we have one already. It's stay-at-home mums, um, but who else could there be? So let's look at this a bit further. What about working mums? So a lot of mums go back to work soon after having a baby. Who else? What about uh, stay-at-home dads? They have a similar function to the stay-at-home mums, but a different mindset and approach. What about pregnant mums who haven't had the baby yet? They'd be interested in shopping as well for the baby clothes and all sorts of things. And then if we look outside the family unit, what about grandparents? What about friends? They're possible buyers as well on the website. So now just by looking at things a little deeper, we have five key personas instead of one, which gives us a much greater insight to their buying habits and will help us increase conversions. And now we get to their situation. So the situation analysis, how do they actually interact with the website? So let's take the first persona group, stay-at-home mums. They're probably mostly on their smartphone. Um, They've got the baby in one hand, the phone in the other. They hardly see their husband. He's at work. Uh, They need to cook dinner. There's a lot going on. They're mostly looking for quick purchases of consumables probably. They're probably having sleepless nights. They think, oh, I've forgotten that I'm out of nappies. Oh, no, jump on the website, get in and out as quickly as possible, make the purchase, get it delivered, all done. What about working mums? Maybe they're working in an office, let's say. Maybe they're sitting at a desk at their computer. They might take 10 minutes at lunch to buy some consumables and maybe some other necessities. Again, they're very busy. It's a quick in and out transactional process, but they've probably got a little more time and it's not so much a mobile experience as it is maybe a desktop experience. If we take stay-at-home dads, that one is probably very similar to stay-at-home mums in terms of how they access the website. What about pregnant mums? Um, They have maybe a little more time perhaps. Um, They take their time to browse. They're getting excited about the baby coming. They're looking probably at the cuter, high-end stuff, more so than the everyday um, stuff like nappies and consumables. They're probably more smartphone or tablet users, um, more so than a desktop experience. And then we've got grandparents and friends. So they're having fun. This is all fun for them. They want to take their time, browse the site. 
find something cute and just right for the little one. And maybe it's for the birth or maybe it's actually a birthday gift for the little one-year-old or two-year-old. And that could be on a smartphone or it could be desktop or it could be tablet for that matter. So you can see just from this quick surface level example, there's a really different mindset and experience for the first three versus the last two. The first three are really a transactional get in, get out as quickly as I can experience. Whereas the last two, the grandparents and the friends and the pregnant mums, they're soaking up the experience a little more and they've probably got some more time. So now we've had a look at the persona and their situation analysis. What are some possible solutions to help drive revenue to the site? So firstly, let's take stay-at-home mums. Um, first thing to consider is that the mobile-first design, it must be technically very good from a responsiveness perspective um, to make easy purchases. What about uh, personalization and customization? Maybe um, they're buying probably the same thing most times they go to the website, so we could have some personalization around recent purchases so that you know they bought uh, five packets of nappies last time. That can be front and center on the site, um, making them more comfortable and getting a quicker process to get to the checkout. What about cross-selling other consumables? So things like you might also like or other customers also bought this that will help to increase sales. And probably most importantly is a simple checkout process, obviously store details, credit card details and so forth, so that uh, the website knows they're coming back and they can get in and out as quickly as they can. So that's stay-at-home mums. Let's look at working mums. So they would have all the same requirements of the stay-at-home mums, plus probably they've got a bit of extra time to browse. So maybe for the working mums, you're looking to incentivize larger purchases. So if they're working all day, their husband's working all day, Cooking is tough. What about you started looking at things like um, offering an Uber Eats voucher to um, for any purchases over $500, for example. You're hitting a pain point of that particular persona that isn't necessarily related directly to what you're selling, but it helps them have a better experience. Another thing might be EDM campaigns. So um, direct mail over email. Um, if they're working in an office, they're on their email all day, they're probably more likely to read your emails, your special offers and so forth. What about a gift registry? Um, maybe they've got little Johnny's first birthday coming up and they're looking at a gift registry for all their friends and family um, to get him some gifts. So that's working mums. Let's look at stay-at-home dads. Similar to stay-at-home mums, as we mentioned earlier, but dads obviously have different likes and interests. What if, um, you know, mums and dads in the early stages of, of having babies, they don't get much time together, they don't get out much. What if you incentivize them for purchasing uh, more product with movie vouchers. Um, you know, maybe you can treat his wife to a nice night out. Um, maybe you promote classes and meetups um, through the bricks and mortar store versus the online store where dads can get together, learn more about how to raise a baby and get them involved and engaged with the business. Okay, so let's take a look at pregnant mums. So um, they haven't had the baby yet. There's probably a greater focus on big ticket items like strollers, cots, they're a one-off purchase. Maybe we can personalize the experience to direct them more to those types of products than the consumables. What about getting them into a rewards type program? Um, get them in early, they're going to purchase now, but they're gonna also be long-term customers. So look at something like that on the website. What about a gift registry for um, a baby shower? They're gonna have a baby shower and people are gonna buy them gifts, why don't we incentivize that? And the last group is grandparents and friends. So how do we make it easy for them? They might be, you know, grandparents, for example, might not be as technically literate, so we have to consider that. Um, what about providing gift vouchers as an easy way to purchase something 
for the mums and dads. Again, you'd probably look at gift registries, something where they can get on, purchase something that's relevant um, to the family and something that they really need. So what have we done? So although this is a, a surface level quick example, you can already see that we've opened up massive revenue opportunities by making the effort to understand our customer base, their situation and their motivations. So could they triple their online sales in two years? I think so, definitely. Um, will they retain more loyal customer base for the future? Yep. And will they grow brand awareness to keep driving visitors to the site? Yep, absolutely. So that's what good UX is all about. It's about finding the sweet spot between the business goals and the user needs and to create a win-win for everyone. Mm-hmm.